Welcome to the Dear Life Coach Podcast, where real people get coached on real issues just using made-up names. I'm your host and your coach, Joshua Wright. Before we get started on this week's session of Dear Life Coach Podcast, I just wanted to give a quick update regarding Rhonda. If you remember, Rhonda was somebody who was just drained by people. There were just some people in her life that absolutely drained her. I checked in with Rhonda a couple weeks ago just to get a quick update. And for you all, I wanted to share that she is in fact still giving more no's than yeses, which has helped her be less drained. She has said that, you know, the old self is still trying to kill the new self sometimes, but she's definitely improving at giving no's instead of yeses. In this week's session, I coach Oliver. Oliver is in a period of transition in life. He's adjusting to life out of prison. That's right. Oliver was in prison for over 19 years. Given prison is a very regimented place, it's no surprise that Oliver is struggling with all the new experiences from maintaining a job to looking for better opportunities from his current job, all the while trying to support his family. Oliver is looking to change the narrative from one of incarceration to a story of redemption and security. However, In order to move toward his goal, he first needs to figure out what exactly does security mean to him. If you want to be on the Dear Life Coach podcast, all you need is a real issue, made up name, and to email me, joshua at vpcoachinggroup.com. So Oliver, welcome to the Dear Life Coach podcast. I'm super excited to have you here to reconnect. It has been many years since we last spoke, but just for the listeners, why don't you just explain to us uh, what you need support on today? Well, today I was just looking for support on on how to make the right choices for my career. I've made a lot of wrong choices in the past and um, I'm in a good place, but I can also see a lot more opportunities in front of me, but I want to make the right choices as opposed to just going somewhere where I'm going to be miserable and it might not work out in the long run. And I, and I hear this, you've repeated a few times, the, the word right, right? So what, what would be deemed a right choice to you? A choice that would um, basically um, help develop my professional experience um, and at the same time provide the kind of security that I want to provide for my family. I don't want to be stuck in a job where five years from now I'm going to be, or 10 years from now, I'm going to be saying, oh, I haven't done anything else. Right. So a couple of things I want to pick up on. We'll just start with this question of, you mentioned the word stuck. You don't want to be stuck in a job. Do you feel like where you're at now, you feel stuck? Um, actually, no, not at this point. It's very early on. Um, everything is new to me. So I'm learning as I go along. But I'm afraid that they just gonna want me to do that from here on out since I do it so well already. Um, you know, it was it was even though I'm in line for a promotion, um, it was the question came up that would I be happy with that promotion? Why don't I just stay doing what I'm doing because I'm already showing that I'm so good at it. You you said that you know you worried that. 
by being so good at your position that they won't want to promote you in the future. What what makes you feel that? Because uh, promotion means different responsibilities. It means not doing what I'm doing right now anymore. Um, I they know my employer knows that I have dealt with um, anxiety issues in the past, and um, they know that uh, promotion and the responsibilities it entails would be maybe overwhelming for me per se, because I don't have that much experience in doing the, the managerial and the project, the project management work yet. Um, but I'm, I'm so against them believing that I, I won't be able to do it. You, you mentioned that, you know, first off, congratulations on having the discussion with your supervisor on Monday about your promotion, right? That's huge. So, so given that you're already setting up this discussion, I want to ask the question again, what leads you to believe that they'll want to keep you in your spot now or even the next promotion? Exactly what I said. Um, I, uh, I've already been told that um, maybe more responsibility would be too much mm. because um, they are, I was very transparent with um, my past issues and um, they understand that. Um, I'm the first person that they hired with a, a with my background um, and did shredding the waters a little too lightly. I don't know if it's because they don't know how to deal with somebody with a, with, with a, with a background and um, it's a new experience for them too. So they think that maybe me doing too much right away would make me less productive for some reason. So, so I, I hear a little hesitation on saying your background. And if, if you don't mind, I just want to let the listeners know that you were previously incarcerated. Yes. Um, and, that's part of, was, and that's part of your story, right? I was previously incarcerated for 19 years and nine months of my life. Um, I was incarcerated for three years first when I was a very young man. Um, and then I was released and I really had no guidance, no no education, no, no, nobody to like sit me down. Not really. I didn't really have too much support. So six months later, I was back in prison serving a 20 year sentence. And um, out of that, I served 16 years and nine months of my life. So I've basically been in prison for the last 19 years and nine months. And, and during that time, yes. and during that time, Oliver, you got multiple degrees. You were, uh, cherished by the prison staff etc so again don't don't sort of demean yourself by having been incarcerated that's part of your story but you also made something out of it right and you're already yes. a couple months out and you already have a job yes so congratulations uh, i've been told that i've been told that by a lot of people that i'm doing a lot of things that many guys in my situation won't do because of the anxiety and the things that they go through in society that doesn't allow them to take those steps because of fear of rejection, uh, the stigma that, that, that guys have after being released from incarceration. Um, you know, and just, there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of barriers. I was, like I said, I was, I was, I was lucky to know somebody that knew the, the, the director of the organization I'm working for that allowed me to even sit down for an interview because that was not even, part of their 
uh, nobody in this staff has a criminal record. Um, they are a very prestigious organization. They, they have a lot of, they deal with a lot of, of schools and, and, you know, so having somebody with a criminal record in their organization might've been a negative, uh, uh, but I was told that I have an opportunity to change, to change the narrative and I took it. You, cer you certainly have. And so I wanted to just bring it back to sort of the, the anxiety and sort of more responsibility. You said, they said, you know, more responsibility may be too much. Did they actually say that to you? Yes. I was told that by my, uh, by my immediate supervisor, the one that I work for on a daily basis. She was the one that uh, uh, um, told me that, um, that they're thinking about uh, the promotion. I was contacted by the director yesterday saying that we have, they have a meeting for a proposal for me on Monday because as I was told by my supervisor, they're trying to find a way to kind of keep me happy because they don't want to lose me now because they know that if I get a better financial opportunity, I am gone. And I, I, mean, I told them that. Very, listen, very listen, listen to that though, right? More responsibility may be too much, but we don't want to lose you. So they recognize your value and that's huge. Do you, yeah, do, do you believe that the responsibility may be too much for yourself? No, um, I'm, I'm not afraid to ask questions. <laughs> when I don't understand something, uh, that's how I've always been. That's how I learn. Um, I just ask and ask and ask. And I, until I'm absolutely clear what I'm doing, I won't stop asking. Um, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Uh, uh, that's just the way I am, but I'm not afraid to um, to step into a new role. You know, I, I, the, the, the most afraid I've been in my life to step into a new role was on September 12, 2022, when I stepped out of prison, that I didn't even want to look to either side of the sidewalk of the street when I stepped out of the prison because I didn't want to see people that I didn't know. I, I felt so uncomfortable being outside of, of, of a closed environment that it, it was just, it, it took me almost two days to be able to muster up the courage to walk out of my apartment. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's so clear to me that you really, you don't, when you, when you talk about the anxiety and just for the listener's sake, like I can't see any tension in your body, right? I just see power and presence because you, you're like, I've mastered it, right? I've come overcome so much of that anxiety and that that's a, just a really hard thing to do. Anxiety is a hard thing to get over. And so it's great to hear that you're not afraid that it'll be too much for you. So knowing that it's not too afraid though, uh, it's not, it's not too much for you thinking about your career will the next opportunity at the place that you're at provide the security for your family? I don't know that yet. Um, I haven't been um, informed of the proposal. I've just been informed that I will, that they will present a proposal to me on Monday. Um, and I'm hoping that they heard me and they understand my situation because I was very clear that my family is my priority. Um, uh, I do want to uh, establish a great career and build uh, professional equity and experience, but I'm not 25 years old anymore. I'm in my 40s, you know, I, I, and, and, and the world is brand new to me, but at the same time, 
I'm dealing with issues that I've never dealt with before. And I don't want to put those issues on the back burner while I feel like I have to get my life together when I know that everything I did on the inside prepared me to come out here and be in a, in a position and a situation where I can get it together and very fast. And you have been getting it together and very fast. So don't, don't, don't say you can, you have been doing it. But, but so let's talk about that security piece, right? So you're saying that you don't know if it'll be provide security. What will security look like that's sufficient for you? Security will look like that we don't have to worry if we can make enough money to pay the rent. Right now, what I'm making doesn't even pay half the rent. Um, she is the, 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 the breadwinner, like the major, but her business is not doing too well after um, the pandemic. Um, you know, she took a big blow. Um, so some months are better than others. Um, and we've already been in a situation where I've had to borrow money from friends and family in order to pay the rent. And um, that's not a good situation for me. To me, that's just kind of putting a noose around my neck and just holding me back. Uh, it, it's, 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 not, it's not the way I envision myself taking care of my family. I want to provide by being able to earn it my own, on my own. Okay, so you said pay the rent. What else? What else does security mean? Um, safety, food on the table. It's expensive. Um, sh food shopping for a week, it, it's anywhere between $150 and $200. And I'm just talking about the, the, you know, the, um, milk, bread, eggs, you know, and just something to, to, to cook every day because I don't even eat lunch at work because it's, it's either lunch or, or, or fill up the gas tank for the week, you know? So she cooks enough food to have something left over for the next day. And that's how I kind of eat lunch. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, we're trying, we're managing it in a way that um, I feel that after a while, it's already taking a, a strain on, on our relationship. So when I say security, I mean like all around the board. I mean my 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 relationship with my fiance, my relationship with my son, my relationship with uh with society. You know, um, it's hard to come from where I came from, where it was so easy to do the wrong thing when you were when your back was against the wall, and now to be removed from that, but to be put in these situations again, um, it's heavy. It takes a toll. Right. So, so I'm hearing rent, food, gas, and all of that leads to less strain on your relationship with your significant other and, and, and son. Um, is there anything else that sort of- Yeah, I mean, it would be great if I could take my fiance out for dinner, you know, mm -hmm. like pay for a babysitter and just take her to dinner once or twice a month. Um, it, it would be great to go to the movies and watch a movie with my son and my, my fiance, you know, just have a nice family night out. You know, it, it just, it would be great to just do that without worrying that we can't spend that money because we don't know when the next light bill money is coming from. So it, it's right now it's a little difficult, but we, we're managing, thank God that I haven't been, you know, been pushed too far.
And do you think you're in a position to look elsewhere for that security? Um, what I am doing is um, I'm openly looking for other opportunities that might present themselves as uh, other sources of income. And I'm not saying anything bad. Um, I have a, a remote job that might that will require me just to be online a few times a week that I applied for. Um, I have another job which I signed a contract for to facilitate um, groups for high risk and at risk youth in local high schools that um, are you know are on the on the precipice of making the wrong choices in life. Um, I did that for a while while I was on the inside. I worked with a lot of youths in that situation and I feel like that actually became a, a passion of mine and I'm happy for the opportunity to still be able to do it. Um, it's just a matter of managing my time and everything kind of falling into place, you know, but it, it's a process and nothing is, it's, it's, it's uh, set in stone. I know that I have to wait to see what develops and see how I can make it work. So, so you talk a lot about um, sort of looking for other opportunities. What is it going to take for you to feel like you've made the right decision in your career? Having control. Tell me a little bit more about what that control looks like. Being able to know exactly what I'm going to do every day and carrying that out. It's just uh, having something secure, like, oh, to Monday, I'm doing this, Tuesday, I'm doing that, Wednesday, I'm doing this, you know, like just having that structure and that balance is so important for somebody like like me who has been incarcerated for a long time and, and came out where you come from um, a place where everything is structured and everything is routine and you do the same things over and over again, that becomes kind of part of a part of you, that kind of structure. So being out in the world and um, trying to find that for yourself, it's, it's not easy. You know, um, just having a nine to five does not mean structure. Like it, it's, it's you having control of that, you making your own schedule, or maybe being my own boss and things like that. Like, that's what it's gonna take for me to have control. Right. And, and I'm hearing sort of a thought that you don't have control over your days currently, right? You're, you're in this transition phase into, you know, normal society and you're feeling like you don't have control still. Yes, it's my schedule is flexible. Um, Today I was advised that I have to be at this event on Tuesday and I was told I have to teach this class this day, but you know, I wasn't even asked, you know, that those, that's what I mean about control. Like <laughs> there'll be days where I just work from home. I'll just do meetings or I'll make phone calls to clients. Um, and then they'll call me for a meeting and be like, oh, at three o'clock we need you over here. I feel like in my situation, that's a little over. So maybe this promotion would give me more control. It'll have me in a position where I'm the one that sets what I'm going to do for that day. And I'm the one that kind of controls my schedule to an extent. If you, if yeah. you kind of understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Can I challenge you a little bit? 
Yes. So, so I'm here, first off, from knowing you and, and just in this conversation as well, you're you're happy to do the work, right? There's nothing oh, that the work that you're not happy to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, this, I'm not, I'm not against the work. I can but do so maybe, so So maybe it's not the the lack of control, but it's the way that things are put on your schedule. Right. So then not asking you, you even said this yourself, well, they didn't even ask me, but maybe it's not about controlling it. You're saying yes or no. It's them simply suggesting it saying, Hey, do you mind? Yeah, that, that would go a long way into giving me kind of uh, a sense of, you know, ownership to my own career. You know, can you, um, Hey, do you mind? Can you teach this class on Wednesday? Sure. My schedule is open but you're putting things in my schedule and telling me I have to do it. And that's not the way I was explained that it was supposed to be. They're supposed to suggest and ask me if I can do these things, but they're just doing it. And I don't know, to me, I feel a little uncomfortable and I don't want to say it's because I look like me and I don't look like, you know, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like. Oliver, you're, 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 you're great with words. And so I want to ask you, how could you, address this issue of feeling like you don't have control in a very kind way with your superiors say that again because it froze i'm sorry that's okay yeah how could you address that issue of feeling like you don't have control and use your very eloquent ways to sort of get them to the point where they say hey do you want us to put things on your schedule or how can we communicate more effectively uh, by being transparent i tell them I'm going to uh, be very uh, pointed about these things uh, on Monday when I do meet with the director. I'm going to tell her um, if you're offering me an incentive to stay, then this is what I need. You know, um, I already show that I can do the job and I can do the job very well. I'm actually uh, even working on developing my own program within the organization. You know, I've already proposed. They already love the proposal and uh, things are going great, but I'm not getting compensated for a lot of the extra work I'm doing. And that is kind of, uh, you know, in a sense, because, you know, it, it's like my fiance puts it, um, it's great. You're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. You, you, you're making an impact, but you're spending so much time away from us and that can't be compensated. So if you're going to do all that extra work, you have to know your value. So I'm kind of trying to take ownership of that now, of my value. Do you, do you trust yourself to make the right choices? So say you go in on Monday and they give you a position that has a bigger name, but no better pay. Do you, do you trust yourself to make the right choice? Yes. At this point, yes. Because what this experience has taught me is that, yes, I can make it. It might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but I will make it. And, and, and one of those right things, those right choices is just having that discussion on Monday, right? Say, say you stay in that role, stay at that place. You, you have that discussion, say, look, can you just ask me to put things on my schedule rather than just doing it? Yes, absolutely. That is on the agenda. <laughs> it will be it's on, your, it's, on, it's on your agenda. They don't know yet, but they will. Yeah, yeah they will know. Because I was, I was, it just, I don't know, it's just something about that that um, doesn't sit right with me. And I understand I'm an employee, but it's not even being done the right way. 
it's not going look to all man you're, you're, an, you're you're an employee but you're also a human exactly and and because my direct supervisor she asked me this but it's it's not even her people are going over her head to tell me to do things that she's not authorizing and, and that kind of gets me upset because you feel like you can do that. Why? Yeah. Well, so it's, it's a lot of things. I, and I'm sorry if I'm confusing you a little bit. No, so, no. Look, I, I think my mind is, is all jumbled up with information and it comes out in different ways. Not at all. Not at all. Look, we, we've sort of gone through everything, right? Like we talked about what security means to you. It means being able to pay for the basic necessities, rent, food, gas. And then, of course, those luxuries a little bit, going to the movies, taking your fiance out to dinner, those sort of luxuries as well. But also that sense of control of saying like, hey, can I have control over my own schedule before you take control over it? So it sounds like regardless, you're making all the right choices. You're hired, you're, you're looking to be hired on other roles that are remote. Um, you've possibly have for promotion now. I mean, it's huge, right? Yeah, it is. It is. So, so, so what could get in your way of having that discussion on Monday uh, with your superior? Me getting hired to another job. <laughs> okay. uh, um, I, I've actually, I actually got an interview for another job tomorrow in the morning during my lunch break. Um, I don't know. And, um, and it's, it's just the reality of my situation. Like, okay. Um, if they offering me something because they actually it's a position in a YSOW it's uh, uh the the um youth shelter of Westchester and they work with um at risk teens you know just right down my lane the work I became very passionate about and um, if they tell me the right things and then I, I guess that's that's gonna be my decision before Monday so. Yeah. And, and look, if you get the job and you prefer to stay at your current location, how could you just quickly, how could you use that as, as a way to negotiate or leverage? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I can say, look, um, I'm being offered this over here. Um, your offer sounds nice, but it's not going to help me out in, in, in my personal life. And my family is my priority. Like I said before, that's, my main thing is to get to a point where they're okay. You know, I could deal with, with my issue, but my them not being okay affects me. Right. Right. And and you already said earlier, right? You know, you know you'll make the right choices for you and your security and your, your loved ones. So so don't forget that as well. So what's your biggest takeaway from today's session? Um the perspective. You gave me a a perspective to look at all these thoughts that are going through my head. It's like I said, um, information in my head is a little jumbled up. You kind of um, help me compartmentalize that in, in, in different ways. And you know, you said um, security, um, well, right choices, security, and what was the last one? I'm super sorry. Uh, control, you talked about control. control. There you go. So yeah, you, uh, you helped me kind of put my thoughts into into different um compartments and um it gave it, it's kind of like narrowing my perspective of what I'm going through mentally because in a way that's it's, it's, it's a little anxiety there with with this this week this these 
decisions that are coming up that I'm making, like, that's the fear. Will I make the wrong choice? Will I reject one job to stay where I'm at? And then that job doesn't, you know, prove to be what I wanted it to be. Or, you know, do I go with this new job and then what I get offered, it's, you know, like, I, it's. What, what, what I what I don't want you to forget, one, is that you're also up for any job that's thrown at you, right? And and I think that's something you've got going for you that a lot of people don't. Yeah. So just stick it out. Well, thank, thank you again, Oliver, for being on the Dear Life Coach podcast. Um, I look forward to hearing more about your, your new career journeys. Yeah, I'll stay in contact. That's it for this week's session of Dear Life Coach Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you want to know more about coaching, feel free to visit my website at vpcoachinggroup.com. And if you yourself want to be on the Dear Life Coach Podcast to get a little bit of free coaching, just using a made-up name, feel free to email me at joshua at vpcoachinggroup.com.